Alrighty guys, we are back and it's going to be a very exciting podcast. I can already tell and uh, that's because there has been so much that has happened since I've podcasted the last. Uh, and I've thought about it. I've, hold, I've held my tongue on a lot of stuff. Um, you know, But if you follow me on Instagram, I will tell you this. I'm going to put my link to my Instagram in the bio and you can follow me there if you don't already and let me know that you listen to the podcast so that I can include you on my close friends list because on my close friends list on Instagram, if you're already there, then kudos. But if you're not already there, that's where I'm actually going to be implementing a little more of my quick sort of snapshot um, stories where I'm going to be explaining some of my statements and some of the things that I wanted to share almost immediately that come across my mind. Uh, because a lot of things do tend to change over time, especially when covering current events, which by the way, I'm not going to be covering a lot of current events all of the time going into this future. I think that we were leading up to an election. It was very intense, um, but there's going to be a lot that I'm going to cover in this podcast. It does not all have to do with politics, uh, and it's going to be awesome regardless. You guys are going to absolutely love it. I know you will because you're an audience that's dedicated to improving the quality of your lives, which we will get to in this podcast. But I want to mention that if you're not following me on Instagram, please follow me. I'll put the link there in the bio. So if you don't you know, know where to go, but follow me. It's Dylan Suggs, D-Y-L-O-N-S-U-G-G-S. I believe also if you type in Matrix Breakers on Instagram, you should be able to find me. My name is Dylan. If you don't actually know my name, that's my name. And you can follow me there, but you've got to message me. Let me know you listen to the podcast. That way I know where you came from and I'll put you on my close friends list so that you are up to date on my thoughts. This is also a way, by the way, if you don't know this, to avoid being censored and avoid being you know, kicked off, which again, some people feel differently. Some people are saying, hey, you know what? Just get off these platforms and just get rid of them and who cares about them? Um, look, I mean, you should go to the very end, you know? Um, you got to fight on these platforms. If they're going to censor anything, then whatever, so be it. The close friends list, it, it does help me balance. I do have a personal life, uh, but I did not want to make a Instagram dedicated to the podcast because everyone does that. So I wasn't really interested in managing two Instagrams. I've done it before in the past with other businesses and it's just better in my opinion, to have my own personal Instagram. So if you guys are listening to it, you can be added to my close friends list and that is where I'm gonna give you sort of my fireside chat um, explanation for what I think is going on. If you're already there, you were already a part of my dialogue when it came to the election, after the election, some of the things that I've been learning. Um, and so that's the idea I wanted to imprint on all of you now up in the beginning of the podcast, that way you have an idea for um, how to get in contact, but really how to keep up because these podcasts, what I'm going to do is collect as much information as I possibly can and share with you the truth, you know, because sometimes guys, uh, the truth takes time. You know, nobody knew what was actually going to happen on, on inauguration day. For example, no one knew what was going to happen the days afterward. They were, everyone was confused. And really, I have a pretty good idea, more than anybody else, I have a pretty good idea of what's going on and where it's going. So that's kind of a part of the podcast um, today that I'm going to get into, which I'm absolutely thrilled about. And uh, the first thing was really just finding me on social media. Obviously, if you don't have me on Facebook, you can you know type in D-Y-L-O-N-S-U-G-G-S on Facebook. That's me. Add me as a friend and then message me. Let me know that's where you found me. 
uh, or you found me from the podcast, uh, add me on Telegram. I don't even know if you, I mean, if, I think if you add me, it's just the same thing. My username, Dylan Suggs, um, because Telegram, if you don't have the app Telegram, that is going to be the future. I believe they're trying to censor it now, just like they did with Parler. I mean, can you believe that? They deleted Parler off the Apple store. So you can't even use the app on Apple. It's just honestly incredible what's going on with censorship, which we'll get into. Uh, and then Gab. I am on Gab. Uh, you can find me at Matrix Breakers on Gab. Uh, I'm brand new there. I mean, I've, I'm, I've had it, but I'm you know, not doing anything with it yet. And I think that's how a lot of people feel with these new po- uh, platforms. But who knows? You know, I mean, before... Before Facebook, there was MySpace, and before Instagram, there was Facebook, and so I think that platforms do tend to change. Uh, TikTok is is one a good example. People getting on TikTok now more than ever. Of course, we now know owned by the Chinese and everything else. But the point is, is that apps, you know, new apps and new social media, you know, it it has a future. I mean, people are going to end up going to different, you know, social media platforms so that they can, you know, literally speak for you know free speech um and so that's really kind of the next thing that i want to share with you guys was how to contact me and, and how to get in touch um so that is pretty much it on in, in terms of getting with me and so we'll get to the podcast here um look i mean we gotta do a quick reflection of really the awakening that's happening across america and all over the world um, especially though in america with this election being stolen and literally installing Biden, right? The Biden regime. Uh, It is the biggest red pill because it shows you that there really is a power structure. Um, It shows some of the leftists out there, the well-meaning liberals, um, that Trump was not a fascist dictator. He was not, you know, literally in charge of all of this and running the government the way that they thought he was. He clearly was an enemy to the big government, big banks, big corporations, big tech, all of it. And so if you're not seeing the writing on the wall as a liberal at this point, then you will very soon find out that um, you were very wrong about Trump eventually. Uh, But the stealing of the election is the biggest red pill ever because it just shows you that your entire decision to elect representatives who then make laws that infringe on your rights is not allowed. So you cannot even have a voice anymore. And that is probably the uh, tall tale sign that you live an authoritarian in an authoritarian regime. And that is exactly what Joe Biden is doing now. Um, but let's talk about how there are other things that are currently happening. This on the good news front, the awakening. This is the red pill. This is the breaking the matrix uh, things that are happening, events that are happening now that are unfolding. And number one is the COVID hoax, okay? More and more people, I think, are waking up to the idea of COVID being a hoax, uh, being just that it's overblown. Um, Even the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal are finally coming out with articles saying, where's the flu? There's no flu anymore. It's all COVID. So um, we're, we're really getting down to the brass tacks here. Now we do obviously see a Biden administration. So I don't know exactly how they're going to handle it. I have an idea. Uh, But I think that what they're going to end up doing is they're going to stop the testing and they're probably going to end the pandemic. Um, But again, the psychological programming on the masks and the social distancing and mass gatherings, that might take a long while. And that's what I'm going to get to here in a second, which uh, it'll be about rebellion against that. But I think the COVID hoax is finally simmering down. 
Um, and you do have places like California, Chicago, New York, all of it. They're all finally opening back up because obviously it was all political. The lockdowns were all political. And it was to say that, oh, Trump was doing such a bad job with COVID that he needs to be voted out of office. Um, but here's the thing, guys. Big business interests with mayors and governors still do exist, okay? And I can assure you that in in real classical fascism, you do have corporations knocking on governors' doors, you know, and saying, look, we cannot do this whole restaurant thing. You have restaurant chains that have, you know, multiple millions of dollars who are knocking on the governor's doors that of the states that you live in and basically saying, you better open this shit back up or else we're finished and you're not going to like it because we're going to take all our money away from your PAC funding and your campaign funding. And, you know, it's so businesses and business owners, you know, big business, big business mainly do have a voice. So uh, I think that they are making that voice heard. And obviously the political backlash of these lockdowns, we haven't even really seen yet. Obviously, people voted for Trump in massive numbers, but they stole the election. So we're not really even even really sure where um, elections are going to go from here. But I'm just giving you that update. Is the COVID hoax is really collapsing? The narrative is collapsing. It's just it's just not working. And and you know there are more people waking up than there are going to sleep. Okay, you don't you don't one day say, hey, I think this COVID thing's overblown, and then the next day say, oh my god, I'm so afraid of COVID. You just don't go in that direction. It's just not how the population works. You're not going to get people who are going to wake up and get red pilled and then go back to sleep. It's just you can't unlearn what you know. Okay, the things that you discover, you cannot un learn them. So the more that, you know, this podcast gets out there or your own word of mouth of sharing what you think about the world gets out there, the more people will wake up, the, the better off this world is going to be. So every single day people are waking up. That's the best part. The second part is the vaccine. A lot of people are freaking out about the vaccine, but Moderna just pulled their entire vaccine off the shelf stating that, uh, you can look this up yourself, but they stated that basically it's safer to just get coronavirus or COVID-19 and get over it. That's what they basically said. They said this vaccine, it's never going to work. You can never get a vaccine for the cold or the flu. It never works. And we're not going to be pursuing this any further because it's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. So Moderna is now pulling out of the vaccine. The World Health Organization has finally stated, hey, pregnant women should not take this vaccine. Guys, this is an awakening, okay? This is getting the power structure to realize that we just are not about this vaccine. We're not about the tyranny, the medical tyranny in particular. So this is a really good thing, guys, for them to finally say, even the vaccine, the, the pharmaceutical company Moderna, for them to pull out and say, we're no longer going to be doing the research. We're no longer going to be a part of vaccine. That's big news, okay? And really, um, you already have, I think, a 50-year-old in California who died an hour after getting the vaccine and now we had you know a low level cops investigating the death you know wondering hey how did this guy die and of course it led to the vaccine so there's a lot of skepticism revolving around the vaccine and obviously you know that's not unwarranted i mean it's got a lot of issues right um, and so I think that people are starting to pick up on that and that's a good thing. Again, even the power structure is starting to reel back what they've been saying about the vaccine and that is a good thing because at the end of the day, it is the people who have the answer, uh, which is more or less what I'm going to get into here later on. Uh, but that the vaccine narrative is being destroyed uh, and the more that the big tech and, uh, you know, the Instagram and, and Facebook or whatever, try to censor people 
again, just the more and more people are waking up. Nobody wants to just think that COVID is a thing. It's, it's embarrassing. I mean, where I go out to guys now and what I've been experiencing is it's embarrassing if you're scared of COVID now. It's, it's starting to shift a little bit. Like if you're afraid of COVID now at this point, you're really just kind of, you're lost in the sauce, man. And there, and there's no helping people like that. I mean, at this point, it's 2021. I mean, are you kidding me? People are still locked in their houses. You know, there are people who have not left their homes that have been quarantined, that have not even done anything for months, guys. That is a mental health epidemic right there, okay? Um, there's a lot of international instability happening. Italy's government is resigning. I mean, the prime minister is resigning. I think his cabinet is resigning. Um, I think that has to do, honestly, with the election. I've been following some news in regards to that. Um, you know, they say it's COVID, but at this point, anything's COVID, okay? They say that the COVID lockdowns made the government unpopular, and that's why they're stepping down. Well, the COVID lockdowns are unpopular all over the world. So, no, I think that uh, Italy's, you know, prime minister is stepping down for a much broader reason than... Uh, or, or, or more, a more uh, specific reason than just COVID lockdown, you know, madness. So again, does this lead to more uh, possible military actions and some other things that are going to occur, investigations possibly? Something on the international front what that deals with the United States? Is, an, is the Italian government going to be, is the new one that's going to be put into place going to be more of a populist government? Um, and if it's going to be a populist government in Italy, are they going to investigate what happened in the U.S. elections? Are they going to do something about the Vatican powers that are there? I don't know. You know, that that's a really open book. And so there's some movement happening in Italy. So again, one door closes, another opens. And uh, we've seen that with France even where um, Macron took power, but he clearly lost. It was looked like a rigged election. Um, Marie Le Pen, I believe, is the one who was uh, going up against him. And she was a woman. She was amazing. And, uh, you know, she, she, they lost, she lost the election. Um, but you know, now France was in complete rebellion, uh, about the Paris climate accords because all of their, you know, um, oil and gas prices were so high that they ended up in these, in the streets with these vests, these yellow vests. You can just type in yellow vest protest, um, in France, Paris, especially because the yellow vests were worn by drivers, commercial drivers, including Uber drivers in the city of Paris to help recognize that they were a commercial driver while driving. Um, and so what happened was everybody started to basically, even if they weren't a driver, uh, they just ordered these yellow vests because they were rebelling against the gas prices being so high because of quote unquote climate change and helping the climate, which is all a hoax anyway. And so I'll be doing a podcast on that too. But the point is, is that um, that yellow vest movement was sprung during the tyranny that is Emmanuel Macron of France, the president of France today. So uh, now, the, so then when the COVID lockdowns came around in, in France, I mean, it was like the whole, the whole country was in rebellion. So we do have a lot of positivity when it comes to people rebelling and wanting to speak out and uh, just protest or just not be a part of their, their rules, okay? That's the biggest deal that we've seen so far. So international instability is all over the place. Um, Mexico dealing with the migrants, but also trying to open up their country, realizing that the, ho the pandemic was a hoax, realizing that the lockdowns are unproductive and hurting the Mexican economy. Um, they're opening back up now. So, you, I mean, again, you just have different good news happening everywhere. Um, you do have different things happening that are bad news. Obviously, the America falling into this tyranny that we're under now. Uh, but, huh. 
the best part, the best part of this sort of, you know, rebellion state happening now is that, uh, or the regime coming into power is the fact that the people can rebel. The people can actually have a movement to really rebel. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. Um, this is another thing that uh, we, we have to do is we need to start meetups locally, okay? We need to start meeting up with people. Um, if you have some neighbors in your area, if, you, if you're used to grilling in your neighborhood and inviting your neighbors over, you need to start doing that now more than ever because the, the connection that people are going to be making with each other going into this is important, guys. We have to we have to connect with each other again. We have to get in person, in the physical, especially with the censorship all over social media. You need to have a party at your house, okay? Which I'm gonna get to here in a minute as well. Some other things that you should be doing right now to rebel. But I need you to start really thinking about how can you develop an event or something that's gonna bring people together. That's what you need to be focused on, okay? Now, we have to bring joy back into our lives in every way possible. Um, we cannot be submitting to the tyranny and we cannot be submitting to the negativity. You know, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of people in politics that we were all following people in politics, okay? They were all covering a lot of political stuff. Well, obviously right now, all they're covering is the negative coverage and the negativity of the Biden regime. We know it's going to be a horrible regime, okay? I need you to start considering the fact that those people are political. They made the business and professional mistake by making their lives political. They made their business and their brand politics. That is not what I'm doing. I am not all about politics. I'm all about a whole shitload of stuff. And so I'm not going to be going down this sort of negative rabbit hole, constantly talking about the evil that's going on and stuff. That's not really my thing. You know, we can acknowledge some of the bad stuff, but we have always got to got, got to have a solution to the problems that we're addressing here on this podcast. So I'm not going to be this political guy who's going to be telling you about Biden's executive orders. And you can get that news from other people that are already doing it on a mass scale. Okay. So I'm not going to be that person that's going to be just regurgitating talking points from other political established, you know, powers and, 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 you know, people out there, we have to wake up in a better way. So we got to bring the joy back. We cannot just be sitting and being negative about the world and about our, our possibilities because you, you are, this is a war and you have to realize that you're in a war. This was no games. This wasn't just go vote for Trump or something and then go play, you know, go, go watch the NFL or whatever, you know, or just chill out all good. Just your vote counts, whatever. That stuff, politically speaking, is just, it's garbage, okay? There is so much more that you should be doing in your life, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I'm going to get into this as well. The military is waking up. Um, there's going to be a lot going on there. You saw what happened with the National Guard being kicked out into a parking garage in D.C., how that was a national embarrassment. And uh, yeah, no, a lot of military people were pretty upset about that. I can tell you that for a fact. But... Going forward, the political class uh, also just has no legitimacy, has no power. Okay, I want you to consider that uh, because they've just grabbed at the, stealing the election does not make them powerful. Does that make sense? That makes them weak. Do you get it? Do you get that they were trying to get the that they were the media using the media and Hollywood and all the influences they could possibly get to influence the results of this election? And Trump won in a landslide. And when I say Trump, I mean populism. I mean logic. 
I mean uh, common sense won at the ballot box on November 3rd, 2020, okay? That's what just happened. Not the opposite way around. They had to steal it because their propaganda didn't work. Do you see that? Do you see how the reverse on that works? They had to steal it because they are weak. Not because they're so powerful they could get away with it. No. They got away with it. That's another story. But they had to do it. Do you get get what I'm saying? They wanted people, they wanted all of you out there to vote Biden. They really believed that they had the influence, the power over your mind to get you to vote the way they wanted. That is what they really believed. And the fact that they did not get what they wanted is an amazing achievement. They actually had to steal the election and commit massive crimes. You know, that's the most amazing part of the entire political process here is that they they, they had to go for it. I mean, literally, Trump got like, probably got 79 million. I've heard 79 million votes. Uh, of course, we know of 74 million. Basically, call it 75, just to be fair, because we know they stole votes. But uh, 75 million votes, guys. That's more than any election ever in history. And then they just, what they did is they swapped it all out and made Biden win 81 million. This is ridiculous, right? Of course. But the fact that they had to do that, that's embarrassing for them. They have to be embarrassed. That's on them. Yes, we can be embarrassed as a nation for sure. Like that we can let this, that that, that they got away with it. Um, but, you know, that's how the rest of the world is. You know, they don't have control, true control over their politics. And clearly neither do we. Here's a good question to ask yourself. Why do the bank cartel, political class, and corporations spend so much time and money on enslaving the population? Think about that. The answer is they they need you. They need all of us. Okay? They need us to submit to their ridiculousness in order for them to have power. That's the key takeaway here. Because when you realize that collectively speaking, you have the ability to achieve anything you want and to galvanize the people and to lead others to achieve, you know, in, in, in terms of a collective, that's a big deal. Uh, and that's massive. So they spend all their money. They spend all this time through the academia, through Hollywood and film, through media, propaganda, through big tech uh, and censorship. They tried and they spent all this money not caring how they look doing it. They do it because they're afraid. They're afraid of people waking up. They're afraid of this podcast, literally. And so that is kind of uh, the best part, I guess you could see, how you have all the power. Because if you didn't have any power at all and you didn't actually matter and your thoughts did not matter and your ability to rationalize and your ability to live your life and live happily and make money and be successful and do what it is you do in your life, if they were not afraid of that, then you really wouldn't have the power that you think you have. But the, the fact is that they, they are afraid of that, that idea that you could just break from their mold of what they think they want you to be. That's the key. So um, look, right now in this time period, um, this is a, a time for all of us to improve on all of our skills, like our lives depend on it, okay? Do everything in your power 
to improve the quality of your life. Okay, so whatever it is that you're doing that's negative, if it's bad habits, if it's a drug addiction, if it's a video game addiction, if it's an NFL entertainment addiction, a Netflix addiction, whatever issues that are going on now in your life, you really have to reevaluate them, okay? Because now more than ever, we need you at your best. We need you on the team performing at your best, okay? And that's kind of what I've been saying to other people privately is just, hey, get off the bullshit. You know, quit doing the drugs, quit acting like shit's normal because it's not. You need to start waking up and realizing that, yes, you do have the power, uh, but you need to reclaim your power. And a lot of people have a lot of issues with do, doing that, uh, you know, because of limiting beliefs and other aspects of their lives that are infringing upon that. Um, the government and other things that are going on politically and in world affairs has very little to do with your very personal life. You have the power to do what it is that you want to do. And so basically, in the nicest way possible, you really have to get your shit together. And you have to stop complaining and bitching about your individual problems and stop projecting all of your problems onto government and big tech and all the problems of the world Okay, you cannot absorb those and you can definitely not blame them for your own personal issues. You have to realize that, yes, um, there are systems out there that would like to enslave you, that do not appreciate who you are. And so, and that means, you know, personal to person, person to person in your life, but that can also mean, you know, you person uh, to the system. So, you know, if you're unappreciated and you're not realizing your own full potential, how do you expect others around you to realize your full potential? And so that's something that you need to take into consideration, okay? Uh, one thing you could do is to get in the best shape of your life, okay? Um, get healthy. I don't know if this was not a clear enough message in 2020, um, but yeah, putting on a mask and social distancing is, isn't staying healthy. That's bullshit. Um, what staying healthy looks like or getting in the best shape of your life looks like is nutrifying yourself taking care of yourself in terms of going to the gym, you know, playing a sport, you know, getting involved in adventuring, maybe possibly hiking some more, getting out into nature, uh, and just actually uh, enjoying the body that you have and improving your health completely. That is one aspect of improving your life that you can embark on today. Nobody's stopping you from doing some push-ups, okay? Nobody's stopping you from pursuing a, a, a manageable uh, yet achievable goal of, you know, whether it's losing weight or building muscle or really just getting healthier, getting your skin better, you know, getting your whatever, anything and everything that you can imagine that would improve the quality of your life in terms of your health, you need to embark on that journey, okay? Um, really, it, it's it also just don't let pe things infringe on your health at all. You need to start protecting yourself. You know, and that's the thing with what I do is, you know, selling supplements and offering supplements through my podcast and doing it through longevity. You know, that's the stuff that I've been taking every single day. But of course, in addition, have lifestyle improvements that have been able to help me stay healthy and never get COVID, even though I've been in, I've totally been around it uh, since I've had, you know, 2020, whatever you want to call it, since I've been around here. And, uh, and, and well, been around all over the country, actually. Uh, and I've maintained a very healthy life. I haven't been sick at all, um, you know, and I, I feel great, okay? So I want to just say that if, up front. And that's why I love longevity stuff, and that's why I sell it to fund the podcast because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what's better than improving somebody's health? What's better than getting you to feel better? And that's how I can make a commission. Like, that to me is is, is a life's work, you know? Something that can be... Can be uh, you know, uh, 
I could be grateful for that, you know, because at the end of the day, that is where we're at in terms of how I work, you know. So if you're interested in that stuff, you need to be checking out the Longevity products through the link in my bio right now on the podcast. You know, definitely check that out because you're going to want some of those products. If you're not already on the 90 Essential Nutrients, I'm not exactly sure why you're not if you've already heard about it. Um, this is going to be boosting your immune system and detoxifying your body, doing so many incredible things. You literally need them and every vitamin and mineral and, you know, essential fatty acid and amino acid has a an impact on the quality of your health. And so that's one thing. That's just the 90 essential nutrients. But Longevity has honestly a collection of amazing different products, coffee, you know, tea, skincare line, all kinds of amazing things that I think you would enjoy. So definitely check that out in the link. And that's the way I plug and that's the way I fund myself and this whole operation. Um, another thing that you should be considering right now in terms of improving the quality of your life would be to increase your income in every way possible. So, hey, you know what? You're, you're, you're bitching about the, the COVID-19 check that's not coming your way or whatever. Hey, you know what? That's a waste of your time. You need to find another job. You need to get a job. You need to get a side hustle. Um, you need to do whatever it takes to make money. That's what I think people should be starting to think about right now. Don't be complaining because, you know, your restaurant that you worked out, you know, closed down or it's not getting as much money or as much business anymore. You do not need to be worried about that. Right now, you need to start finding ways to hustle. You know, I mean, if you want to, you can reach out to me. I can set you up on a business. I can set you up doing stuff. I can set you up and make help you make money. Of course, that's what I do right now for a living. I help, I coach other people in doing that. Um, but again, not to sell my services here. The point is, is you need to learn how to increase your income. You need to be involved in different entrepreneurs and following people like the Grant Cardones of the world, the Gary V's of the world. Whether that means, you know, Gary V style going into a garage sales and buying up old people's crap and selling it on eBay for, you know, twice or three times the price. Uh, you know, do what you got to do, you know, um, that's the thing. So you need to start thinking bigger guys in terms of your income, in terms of your money, because if you're wealthier and you're trying to collect a little bit of this fiat currency, um, then, you know, you'll be a little bit better off than, than the, the next guy. Uh, and again, this is competitive. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you know, clearly, you know, that things aren't going to really be going overall into a positive light unless we make really major changes. So you can imagine that making as much money as possible and maybe even getting a little savings account going and saving your money or investing your money in survival gear or, you know, things that you could possibly need in the future that could be a dystopian future. Okay. That's a very real possibility. You know, that would be the, the smartest thing for you to do, you know, um, you know, and it, one way to do that is, you know, if you if you own a business right now, I would definitely be rebelling against the lockdowns at, at this point, especially this depends on the state you live in. But I would really be opening your business, guys, opening your business and just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to have full capacity, you know, get with your lawyers, find out what kind of rights you have, find out what kind of abilities you have to do that kind of thing. If you're business owners right now listening to this podcast. Find out what you have to do uh, legally to open up and just say, hey, screw it. And if the health inspector wants to come in here and do whatever, have them do it. Um, but be smart, right? Because that one guy in New Jersey got his bank account seized by the government because you know he was open during lockdown. So again, recognize the state you're in, recognize who your governor is. And another thing is recognize who your district attorney is. You need to look up your district attorney because you have people like George Soros who are funding, this is a communist you know, 
socialist, globe, literally globalist banker uh, and, and, and currency trader named George Soros. He's invested in district attorneys all across America. So you need to find out who your district attorney is because if your DA is somebody who is, you know, uh, evil leftist socialist and they're going to lock you up for opening your business, I mean, you kind of need to know that, right? But if you're living in a decent city or a decent town, where you can open up your business without really any legal repercussions, I would consider doing that like tomorrow uh, because you need to open your business. You have to start a rebellion in your local community and you have to say, hey, look, we're open and we don't really care and we're going to make the money that we make and there's nothing that the government's going to do about it unless they want to reviolate my rights. Let them take you to court, okay? So if you don't own a business necessarily, uh, but you want to support businesses or you just want to support the the health and livelihood of your you and your friends and your family, I highly recommend that you start hosting events at your home, okay? Even if you have a little apartment or whatever, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, please start hosting events at your house. Start becoming friendly with people and, and start and just invite, a, I'm asking you to throw a party. I'm literally asking you, to throw a party at your house or apartment or at the park, wherever it is you feel comfortable because we need to start really rebelling against this medical tyranny that we're all under. You need to realize that it's never going to end, okay? And personally, me, I have been attending different events that have been low-key but have been crowded with no masks and nobody is sick. Everybody's fine. And my life has been awesome. Okay, so I'm telling you right now in your local community, you need to host a party. Okay, and you need to invite all your friends over and just say, celebrate whatever you want. I don't really care if it's a birthday, who cares? Find somebody's birthday and just celebrate it at your house or at their house or at a park or whatever. Just go out. Okay, and I'm not even asking, I mean, support businesses if you want to. I'm not asking you to go to the bar or whatever. I'm literally asking you to throw a big party and, 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 and then. Not only that, but if you're really going to step up into leadership, you should have a nice talk at your party and just address everybody at your party and say, guys, I know that, you know, this whole COVID thing and this isn't really allowed and people are kind of social distancing. But, and remember, when you invite people, you need to make sure to tell them that, you know, let them know, hey, this isn't going to be a masked up social distance party, if you know what I mean. This is going to be a little bit different. So do not come if you feel uncomfortable. So give people an out, you know, I'm not saying you should just bring all your friends over who are scared of the virus. Um, but bring the people together who are awake, okay? Because if they're willing to come to your house in a mass gathering, chances are they're uh, pretty awake and they're not really gonna, you know, be afraid of, you know, getting the virus. And so if that's the case, then maybe they'll agree with you on some other issues that might be important to you. So I would say if you're really a leader, I would definitely gather those people and speak to them. You know, address the problems that you feel are on your heart uh, whatever. I know a lot of people have different issues on their heart. You know, if it's mental illness, mental health, um, if it's, you know, the, the starving population, you know, if it's the small businesses that are going out of business, you know, whatever it is, I just think that you need to address that with those friends and the family that you invite over and get heart to heart and open up the dialogue for people because a lot of people have not met a lot of people, you know, we used to, we had people over at our house and they're like, especially like during the summer, they were sitting there like, I haven't seen more than 10 people in a room without a mask in months. And that hit me hard because I was just sitting there like, wow, I mean, people are really staying home. People are really scared of this whole thing. And so when you invite all those people over, realize that 
It's something that's missing in their lives and you are bringing it to them. So if you want to make friends and you want to rebel and you want to actually, you know, uh, make a positive change, I would say definitely host a party or an event at your house and, uh, and then speak your mind and let other people speak their mind because it's only going to improve the quality of their lives. They're only going to be happier leaving your place and they're going to recognize you immediately as a leader in the community. So again, just saying, that's what I've been doing this entire time. And everybody's like super happy that we've been doing that because again, none of, nobody in my house has gotten this COVID-19 thing, you know, and I'm not saying it's not real. It's just like, we're all healthy. Okay. Take some vitamin D again, the longevity products, take care of yourself, wellness. I mean, that is the key guys. Take care of your body. Um, okay. So the next thing that you should definitely be doing right now to improve the quality of your life, you need to buy crypto. You need to buy crypto, you need to buy Bitcoin, you need to buy Ethereum and other crypto technologies. I know a lot of people are into different ones and they believe in all these other, you know, up and coming, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's fine, but you need to buy crypto. Guys, you need to get your money out of the fiat currency system. You need to have a savings account, definitely, uh, in terms of money, uh, but you really need to start buying crypto. Move your money over to crypto. Diversify your money. Uh, and I would say also, more importantly, probably than crypto, um, is you need to buy gold. You literally need to physically buy gold. Okay. You need to physically buy silver. You need to buy these precious metals because these precious metals are going to be valuable when the dollar goes down. And that is the ultimate goal of globalism. It's to collapse the U S dollar and to move the global world currency to the Chinese yuan, which is a cryptocurrency right now. So I just, again, I'm just letting y'all know that that is kind of the future in terms of the money system, okay? So that's that. Now, when it comes to hosting the events at your house, I was also gonna mention here that you should love on people uh, and meet new people. You should go out there and build relationships and, and build stronger bonds with your family and friends, you know, because you need that more than ever. You're rich, if you're rich in relationships, then you're totally wealthy. Because your relationships are everything in your life. So that is something that I will address with you right here, right now. Uh, get happier by improving the quality of your relationships. So call a friend, call a family member, talk to them, ask how people are doing. Uh, and then better than anything, throw a party, you know, get everybody together. So I would say definitely do these things, definitely improve the quality of your life in those multitude of different ways. Yeah, if you're interested in any of the other products or things in longevity, uh, you could definitely hit me up or the, whatever other stuff that I mentioned here, you can always hit me up and ask me about it. Okay, so moving on to some of, some of the, you know, more news and information, but really just kind of just the where we're at in terms of, you know, this whole situation. Um, Look, I mean, I follow Mike Adams. I really appreciate his podcast. He's been the most accurate and the most balanced person that I've seen out there in terms of covering the election and and the future. And he's not a, you know, he's not a Debbie Downer, uh, but he's a realist. And he's definitely not a hope hopium guy who believes in whatever. He is very open minded, and so he's very he's been perfect the way this is. So I, the best way I can explain this whole election thing is really that there were plans in place, there were, it was a war. It's a war. Okay. There wasn't like a set up plan that was totally official. That was totally legit. And it was never going to change in terms of what Trump was going to do or what he was doing in, in, as president or whatever. And then afterward, 
There is no real solid plan. Everything, guys, everything's being responded to by the enemy. And so you have you have a lot of change in plans. You have a lot of different things that are going to happen. So, again, the fact that Biden was inaugurated, okay, this isn't because, you know, Trump didn't do something or whatever. I want you to realize something very clearly, okay? Two things, two things. Trump was never supposed to get a second term, okay? Um he was going to be impeached. Okay. He was going to be impeached no matter what. Okay. Uh, the, now you know that because the Republicans never backed him up when it came to, well, the most important thing, which is the election. Okay. They never backed him up. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Even if he won against all the fraud, even if they gave it to him, the Republicans would have made a deal with the Democrats, to officially impeach Trump. Uh, and they would have done it, okay? They would have done it. So you understand that now, right? You understand that Trump was never going to get a second term, okay? And leading into it, of course, Trump did everything he could to win, and he did. He won massively, okay? But they just, they really, the political class was just really done with him. They were really done with him. And they're done with us as people, as populists, you know, as people who were trying to back him up, you know, and help him, you know? And I'm not going to sit here and say Trump was the best. I'm not going to sit here and say Trump was the worst. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say Trump was, oh, you know, he didn't, he didn't do the right thing by he left office and screw him and blah, blah, blah. He was too weak. Um, because now I have a clearer picture of what actually went down. And what actually went down was he really did fight to get the legal stuff going on with the with the election. You know, he really did try to get his day in court and and just everything stopped. You know, they they all they stopped him. They never saw, they never had a trial. Nothing. Nothing was seen with this election. And everyone could see how this thing was unfolding. And then the way that the military, the Pentagon was there were movements in the Pentagon that were very much saying that anything could happen. Um, clearly there were patriots involved in different levels of our Pentagon who were instigating different military operations. And so the truth is honestly that there are still, and th well, there are still good parts of our military, good people in our military who are patriotic and they do not recognize Biden, the Biden regime in America. And, um, the word is that basically the military is biding their time right now uh, for Joe Biden's approval rating to go down. Um, and again, that's just, you know, that's just common sense because I want you to think about something very clearly with me. This was the second thing, actually, I was going to mention that I didn't mention. If at the last minute, Trump pulled those cards that we all wanted him to pull by arresting everybody and ordering the arrest and all that stuff. Guys, first is who knows if the military would have actually carried out those orders, number one, okay? I think that Trump was getting advice from some military leaders saying, sir, you can arrest these people, you can do this. But I think that what was happening was there were also people being like, the military is never going to do that. They're never going to listen to you. They're never, especially on inauguration day. I don't know what people were expecting, um, you know, but it's like, guys, like, understand this. If he were to have done that, it would have, 
it would have really torn the country apart, okay? And the military knew that. Trump knew that. Everybody knew that that was inside that White House. Um, I'm talking about the good guys, not the, the shitty, you know, snakes. I'm talking about the good guys, the real people making these discussions, the Dan Scavinos and others who were really trying to figure out, you know, hey, if we go this road, I mean, it's going to be hard to get this country to, to unite. Does that make sense? Like, if he were to have done that, I agree that it's like, okay, it would have what needed to be done. I would I would agree if he did do it. But another part of me is like, if he did do it, it would collapse the country, guys. Like, there would be a civil war. They, You know, you can look at the algorithms of the planet and the way they work. There would have been a mass civil war in this country. The left would have gone insane. We would not have a functioning country. And what was what, what the scare really was, was the fact that China was right on the border of Canada. They still are, actually. But China was basically saying... China was just waiting to attack the United States at a weak point. And so, yes, you can say that Biden being in president is going to make America weak, but at least America is together in a sense of like, we're just kind of experiencing this Biden regime. We're not really, you know, it's not worth, it wasn't worth to Trump. It wasn't worth, you know, trying to arrest everybody and giving all these orders out because guys, the swamp is too big. You're not, the swamp isn't going to arrest the swamp. I mean, it just was never really going to happen that way. So what I'm saying now is that the military, there have been certain laws and certain executive orders and certain things that were signed by Trump um, that is indicating that the military is actually in control of the country right now and that we are under martial law and that Biden is not recognized in some parts of our military. Not the whole thing, but some parts. So what I'm trying to say to you guys is that there seems to be something going on that no one can put their finger on, but it just doesn't seem legit, okay? Um you know, and so these are the couple notes I wrote here in terms of the military. So everything about this new government is illegitimate, including the laws and executive orders they pass. So that's true. So we've got an illegitimate government. They stole the Senate, by the way, and they stole the presidency, you know, and some even say they stole the House, meaning that Republicans probably even won the House. So I guess what I'm trying to say with you guys here is, look, I mean, the, this just overall, I mean, the, the, this this government is not no one's looking up to this government, okay? No one's actually taking him seriously. This is a joke. I don't even know what world leaders are calling Biden. Do you even know? Like, we, he hasn't even met with a world leader yet, you know? No world leader has come over and congratulated him and hung out with the guy, you know? So, again, guys, it's all sketchy. I don't know. Again, the DC's still on lockdown. Um, you know, there's just a lot going on that no one's really sure about, okay? Uh, there are... Patriots in the military that do have a contingency plan to overthrow the new regime in D.C., okay? But as I've mentioned before, they need public support. That's what I was saying earlier, guys. They need public support. You don't just make bold moves like arresting politicians and, you know, having military tribunals and shit like that. You don't get that with no public support, Okay. And I'm not being a hopium guy by saying that, yeah, when everyone hates the Biden administration, then, you know, that'll be a good time for the military to overthrow and that'll be so good. I don't know if that's going to happen, but based on this intelligence and the research I've been doing, guys, there's apparently a fight that is going on right now. There is legal, political, and military um, operations still happening now that is going to expose this entire 
uh, election fraud and basically not just exposed because it's been exposed, right? But to actually do something about it. So again, that's from what I hear and I, I do follow some really credible sources. This isn't some QAnon hopium stuff that just whatever. No, there really are patriots that realize the, the Chinese influence. They realize the corruption and the deprivation of the government of the United States. And they realize that essentially Biden and this whole administration and everyone else involved in doing unconstitutional shit that the military and law enforcement have their right, their duty to protect this constitution and this government really the constitution because that's the framework of our government but they have the right and the duty to protect our constitution from enemies foreign and domestic so again patience is a virtue trump was going to be impeached that's what i was saying earlier he was going to be impeached there was no second term for trump um he was going to be impeached so people need to realize that. So I don't know why we're complaining about them stealing the election when that was just the Democrats doing what they did. If they didn't get, look guys, do you get it now? Like if Trump were to win the lawsuits, win re-election, all of it, and get put into power, again, the left would have mobilized and weaponized themselves. Not that I care too much about what they do because they're like nobodies in terms of the actual like leftist agitators, weirdos out there. Um, but just remember, the Republicans were going to have their stab at, at their day in court, and they were going to impeach the president. They were going to do it. If they if Trump actually won in, in, in courts or anything, they had a contingency plan. Don't you get it? If Trump was actually put into office, they would have said, Trump was put into office illegally. We should impeach him. And the Dem Well, the Democrats would say it, and then the Republicans would just go along with it. Don't you get it? Don't you also understand that even if Trump won the election, he would be a lame duck president? Because the Senate was not going to win. They were not going to win those Senate seats. They were going to let those Senate seats be stolen. They let them be stolen. The GOP did nothing about the Senate seats being stolen. Don't you get it now? So Trump would have been a lame duck president. So in essence, this makes him even more powerful out of office. I want you to understand that. He, there, he is. I know he doesn't have any legitimate powers, executive powers over our government. But he has the power of the people behind him and he has the ability to actually do some things, but they're not going to be in the D.C. swamp. And I think that's also another um, figurative speech here, which is that our answers are not going to come from hell, which is D.C. OK, they're going to come from somewhere else. OK, now Trump, as you may have heard yesterday, is basically setting up his own presidency from Florida. It's called the Office of the Former President. And uh, this is the first step of something big. And I want y'all to, um, I don't know if y'all follow any prophecies or prophetic, you know, sayings and stuff, but Kim Clement was a famous prophet who had long black hair, if you recognize him. Um, he was the one who prophesied that Trump would be president. And that, that was in 2007, that Trump would be a trumpet, is what he said. And you have to look up that two-minute video. It will give you chills because if you're not a believer and you don't really believe in anything, that's fine. But if you listen to this Kim Clement, just type in Kim Clement Trump prophecy on YouTube. It's two minutes, two minutes and 17 seconds, I believe. That's the clip. That will give you chills because what Kim Clement prophesied on that day in 2007 came completely came true. And they even said... I, he just had so many prophecies. I don't even want to get into it. It's just It just gives you chills to just watch it, just look at it. And he did mention this though. He said 
He said, at some point, he said, they will be two presidents, they will say. There are two presidents. And he prophesied that in the future of America, there would be two presidents. Now, again, he was right about Trump being president. He was right about a lot of stuff, by the way. Kim Clement has passed away since Trump was um, inaugurated in 2017. It's really odd. He passed away like right after he was inaugurated. It was really interesting. But um, regardless, guys, two presidents? What does this mean? I don't really know, but uh, that's the prophesy uh, or, or prophecy that people can discern over. I don't know what that exactly means, but the office of the former president, that's kind of a weird thing to, to open up, right? But here's another key. He's doing it in Florida at Mar-a-Lago where that's he that's where his, his new home is in Florida, not New York. Do y'all remember it during his presidency? I don't know if anybody follows that stuff, but he moved his residency from Trump Tower in New York, New York to uh, Mar-a-Lago there in Florida. Think about that for a second. Why would Trump move to Florida? Well, guess who the governor is there? Ron DeSantis. Guess which state in the union right now is the most open and free state? Florida. And North Dakota, of course. But Florida. Wait, North Dakota? South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota. So I might get that wrong. Whatever Christine, whatever, wherever that awesome governor woman is. Um, I'm pretty sure it's South Dakota. Anyway. The point is, is that that being a thing in Florida, it's the most free state. Think about that. No lockdowns, no masks. Everyone's just having a good old fucking time right now in Florida. Okay. Think about that. And so Trump is literally on this, in this state that's completely open. It's completely wealthy. You don't think he has influence in that state? He's going to do amazing things there, but more than anything, he's going to lead the country through Florida and Florida being the model for the rest of the country, literally reopening, doing what they do, no masks, no social distancing. I guarantee you that Florida is going to have the next, you know, um, big concerts and stuff. You know, Florida is going to end up having the big concerts and who knows, maybe ultra music festival will be there. You know, I mean, how cool would that be to go to a fucking concert in Florida where there's no social distancing, there's no masks and there's no vaccine mandatory. That would be epic. Don't you get that that is going to be the future? So I want y'all to understand that's where Trump's at. Trump is straight chilling in Florida, the most free state in the country right now. Okay. Now, um, as for his future, I am uncertain, uh, but I can make a few guesses. You know, people were, some of them talking about a new political party, which I think would be a great idea. Um, some people think it's a horrible idea. I get it. I get their perspective. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Trump's going to have some political power big time. And I think it's good that he's quiet right now because, you know, silence speaks loud and his silence on everything going on is, is, is great. But I have a feeling that he's going to start being very vocal very soon. And when that time comes, people will have a little bit of leadership coming from him. So here's the deal. What the globalists are doing now is activating their plans and firing on all cylinders. Okay, they've got the power of the big tech, big media, big pharma, big government, and big banks. They're all consolidating power from the average citizen across the world, not just this country, uh, but my question is, can they really pull it off? Because Hitler had some grand plans, but they didn't work out for him in the end, did they? History repeats itself. So what do I mean by this? Well, you know, okay, 
They stole the government. They stole the executive. They stole the Senate. Are these people even hard workers? Joe Biden is dead to us. He's literally nobody. He has more dis he has like 10 to 1 dislikes on YouTube on his videos. No one cares about this guy. He's not a human anymore. He's just like a robot, right? That's embarrassing. Don't you get it that that's their embarrassment? Like that is them trying to pull this off. They it is so emblematic that they have a bumbling rumbling idiot as their leader in their party, and then you have them stealing the Senate. It's like, okay, they did it, guys. They did it. Now, guess what? Guess what? They have all the power, right? Let's just say. That means that they have all the power, but they have it all to lose. They have they have everything to lose. Does that make sense? We have nothing to we have everything to gain in this case. They have nothing to gain. They've already gained it. So I'm, I'm sitting here with my legs up, you know, saying, okay, hit us with your best shot. You know, like, what do you got for us? You got control. Okay. Executive orders coming out, all this stuff going on politically. Okay. You got big media, you know, and there was this funny video by JP. It was so hilarious. And he was just in his last video. Um, uh, what is it? Awaken with JP, that funny guy, the redhead who does the comedian stuff. He's like, Hey, we're cancel culture. And now that we've canceled everything, we want to tell you thank you, right? It was this funny video, but it's like, okay, great, exactly. What happens when they cancel everything? What happens when they're trying to, you know, implement their big pharma and vaccines? And what happens when, you know, they're trying to get the government to infringe on everybody's rights? And oh, if they go for the guns, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they go for the guns, if they do anything, it's like I dare them to do something. Does that make any sense? Like, they have all the power, but they have everything to lose. They have everything to lose. And all we have as people, we have everything to gain. Because we're like, oh my God, it's not hell. Like, we woke up and we're here, you know? And it's going to get worse. I mean, food prices are going to go up. Gas prices are going to go up. The economy is going to go down. Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, this is their idea of trying to enslave everybody, right? So again, I'm just saying that they have everything to lose. So that's the positive side of that, okay? Yeah, you know, because we have all the power collectively, okay? Uh, there's a good part about um, the funding. So they don't need BLM or Antifa anymore. You're not going to be seeing much of them anymore. They, the Antifa people are organized still. They're, they still run their own little organizations. But the money is going to dry up for them very soon. Notice how BLM doesn't fucking matter to anyone anymore. You ever, you ever figured that one out? Um, BLM was a total color revolution funded by, you know, George Soros, Open Society Foundation, and obviously Nike and other major corporations that have slave factories in China. But, you know, no one's, you know, wants to talk about that. So BLM is now a nothing. It's a nothing burger. No one cares. There is no policies that are going to help Black Lives Matter at all. It has nothing to do with what the agenda is for world government. So now that they don't need those movements anymore, all the funding's gone, all the money's gone. That's the good news. Is there's no more Marxist, you know, grassroots anymore because there's nobody funding it. Now the media is going to find a way to demonize and so that's the next thing guys is they're going to end up false flagging, okay? Lots of false flags. I'm calling it out right now. False flags, false flags, false flags. Shooters, false flagging. COVID 19 is a false flag. They're going to have an, a quote unquote outbreak somewhere in Florida or something. They're going to make it all up, um, say that we have to lock down again. Um, you know, they're going to false flag Trump people, getting them to weaponize against Trump people. So 
you know, that's why all the Trump people, all people who, who supported him, y'all need to just chill. You need to chill. You need to go work out, do some yoga, improve your life. Like I said earlier, just focus on yourself, focus on your friends, focus on your family, focus on connecting with people that matter and connecting to the things that matter to you. You shouldn't be worried about the government. You shouldn't be worried about all this bullshit. We will have a fight another day. Got to lick your wounds and realize that this is war. Okay, so stop bitching, stop complaining, and don't just be bitching about Biden all the time. We get it, okay? Start talking more positive. We need to unite the country. We need to do it. We know the Democrats and the you know other leftists out there, they're not going to do it. They're not going to unify the country. No one's going to unify the country except us. We're the big boys. We're the ones who ran the country. We're the ones who work hard. We're the ones who pay taxes. We're the ones who own gold. We're the ones who own crypto. We're the ones who own bullets. We're the ones who own guns. We're the ones who have a voice. We're the ones who are leaders. We're the ones seeking the truth. So grow up and realize that you are the most powerful people right now. Listening to this podcast, the listeners of this podcast are the most powerful people because you realize that you have the power. That's the key. So I need you to just stop bitching on the internet about your shit. I need you to start really getting your shit together, okay? So do not be a part of this false flag movement. Do not be a part of you know, riots or staging stuff or whatever have you, if it's going to be movements and protests to open businesses and to do things against the lockdowns and possibly against the vaccines, I'm open to that. We will have that battle that will come, but do not do anything in terms of putting Trump back in power or anything that deals with the military trying to do stuff. Just get over that fact. Let the military do its work, but realize that us as people, we have to work to expose the evil and but also at the same time we got to balance our, our personal lives and make sure that we're we're still happy guys that's the most important part so do what you can to be happy okay so we need to hold the line you know on values principles and morals just hold the line that's where i'm at i am totally happy that's why i went snowboarding and just just chilled out after inauguration man cuz i was like hey you know what this has no power over me i am not going to consciously let that uh, impede on my life, you know, um, just because these people didn't go to prison the way I wanted to, right. Or something like that. Right. And, uh, and by the way, there's uh, hundreds of reasons why they, the, the corrupt establishment should all, they all have violated the law. They've all broken the constitution. So, you know, they all belong in jail in my personal opinion. I'm not going to cry tears if they ever were arrested and put in prison. You know, everybody deserves a fair trial. As I've mentioned, everybody deserves a fair trial, but I would not mind to see some of these, um, powers out there get, you know, uh, put into their place. Okay. Now, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, we've, we really have to pursue as much success as possible, you know, during this time to prepare for the fight that's ahead of us, you know, and that's not doom and gloom. It's only getting you prepared for anything. This is the key. All right. We have to be prepared for anything. So the thing we all need to know is that we all have the power. Okay. This is in conclusion, really the populists, are now uh, are no longer on defense, trying to protect Trump's actions as president. You know that was a whole ordeal. We are the op. We are the opposition, and we are a more powerful, wealthier, and smarter opposition than the other side. This isn't about Democrats versus Republicans. It's freedom versus tyranny. Okay, that is key, guys, because we don't have to defend Trump anymore. We don't have to do that. Politically speaking, again, 
because Trump was doing things that weren't just political. They were economical. They were worldly. Uh, they dealt with the world in terms of peace and, and all this other great stuff he was doing and big pharma and all of it that we don't have to defend his stuff anymore. We don't have to sit there and be like that. That's the best place to be. It's so much easier to be a critic. You know, it's so much easier for the media to demonize Trump than it is for them to promote Biden's policies, to make you think that what Biden's doing is good. Don't you get it? It's it's uh, seven positive things to negate a negative thing, to neutralize one negative thing. Did you know that in psychology? So if you have one negative thought, you need to have seven positive thoughts to neutralize that one negative thought. So what I'm trying to say is the media is going to have a much harder time promoting the goodness and the wonderful nature of Biden's administration. That, that's seven times the work, does that make sense, than it is to be negative towards Trump. Do you get that? That's key. So everybody's going to hate the government in six months. Everyone. Okay? Everyone. No one's going to feel in touch and connected with Biden ever He's as a person. The sad part is it's elder abuse, right? Very sad. And so we're never going to feel connected to him. Nobody is, even if they voted for him. They're going to be, you know, they hated Trump, but they've never, they didn't vote for Biden. They, they hated Trump, right? So think about how, how good that is, okay? So no one's going to be connected. The, this, the government's going to be this, this obscure sort of faraway thing that people are going to start feeling disconnected with and unhappy with. So favorability in Congress and favorability in Biden is going to get plummeted. But as soon as that stuff gets compromised to a, a point of no return, I believe personally, I think that's when the military is going to take some serious action because you just cannot have the collapse of the United States by some political oligarchs who are just complete losers and just there's such losers they had to steal an election to win. Okay, that's called being a loser. Okay, that's not being a winner. That's not being powerful. That's being a loser. Okay, so um, to, to finish off, you know, we really we must love our fellow man, you know, despite their politics, our fellow man, our fellow woman. Okay. Get over the politics stuff, okay? You had some problems in the past with people. This is why I've always had a balanced attitude towards it all, although I know I'm right. Uh, I'm just kidding. But at the end of the day, we know we were on the right side of history, and we know that our values and principles and morals line up with God, and they line up with, really, the future of humanity. So I get that. Capitalism is beautiful. I love it. Free market. All of it. So again, I'm not going to apologize for that, but my thing is this. You need to unify with your friends, your family. You need to just start, like I said, throw a party. But really, you need to unify, okay? We've got to fight together. You're going to need everybody. Does that make sense? You know how like in, in, in movies like Avatar or, you know, movies, I could just list off so many, like Lord of the Rings, okay? Where there's like all these different kingdoms and there's the elves and then there's the, um, oh my gosh, I forgot the dwarves, you know? And then there's the... The other, there's the orcs and, the, and all these other kingdoms and stuff. Well, all the kingdoms, they eventually united, even though they had their differences. You know that. They, I mean, in the movies, they all have their differences and they all have their different cultures and stuff. But in, in some big, huge, you know, scoop of populism, they have to, they have to organize and they have to come together in order to fight the real tyranny. That is where we're at now. That is where we're at. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better, honestly. Like we are at a point in the movie where you need to go across to the libertarians and across to the to the well-meaning liberals out there and just unify everybody 
and be like, yo, we need to get out of this whole lockdown shit. This is a collapse of the world economy. The vaccine is not good for you. Get Take care of your health. Take care of your life. Be better. Be happier. Let's fight against the tyranny. Let's fight against censorship. Let's fight against all the bad shit that's going on. There's more too. All kinds of stuff, guys. So we can unify and this is the moment. So <clears throat> we're not there yet. I mean, we're, we're in the time, but we're not there yet. The unification is going to happen here in the next three months. I predict that. So in the next three months, you need to work your ass off to start making friends again and to start connecting with people and getting deeper with people, okay? So, you're, you know, you got to be a visionary, you know, and understand that your leftist friends are going to admit they were wrong about Biden eventually, you know, and when that time comes, it will only be beneficial if you were reasonable when things were rough. Be open to these people who are going to come in droves to our populist uprising. Perhaps Trump is a part of it, but not leading it. So we're not sure about Trump right now. Leaders will emerge, but we don't know who. Politics has now become weaponized against the average person. So everyone's going to figure it out very soon. And this is the new war that is upon us now. And so let us gear up and prepare. And uh, in a conclusion of the podcast, you know, uh, I'll be covering some more interesting topics, you guys. We're going to get into consciousness. We're going to get into the bank cartel. Uh, we're going to get into vaccines. We're going to get into the financial matrix even more. We're going to get into um, the spiritual matrix even deeper, how we are spiritually uh, we are spiritually in control of our lives. God is in control of our lives, okay? And that's what we have to realize now more than ever is just how much, how much beauty we have in life. So a lot is coming in the podcast. So I appreciate if you're listening this far, you are the most amazing people. I love you, okay? Because you guys are actually my you know, hardcore listeners who are actually going to finish these podcasts. So we have a very bright future. I'm never going to be a doom and gloom guy. You should just stick with me through all of the trials and tribulations of what's going to happen because I am committed to the truth. I'm committed to being honest with you. And uh, I'm also committed to a relationship with you. So especially if you're listening this far in, please feel free, reach out on those on my Instagram, my Facebook, please message me. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, let me know who you are. Let me know what you're about. Let's get into a conversation. Even today, I was talking to a guy named Ben who had listened to some of the podcasts. And, you know, eventually he we got to talking on the phone. It went from like just I found him on, you know, he found me through podcasts and then we went on a phone call. So it happens. So be open to that. And I'm open to it. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys have a great rest of your night or a great rest of your day. Peace.